Welcome to the Key to Golf podcast presented by the Croker Golf System. Tune in each week as we show you how to improve your consistency, gain more power, and get greater control of your golf game. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Well, hello there, listeners. It's uh, Peter Croker here, and I'm really excited today because I have a, a real up-and-coming Aussie golf coach with me, and it's Mr. Stuart Leong. Now, Stuart, uh, welcome to our podcast, and can you give us a little bit of insight into, uh, one, how old are you? I am uh, I'm 40 years old, Peter, and, and uh, thank you for having me on your show. I'm really looking forward to our discussion today. Well, that's great, mate. Now, I've known you since you were, I think, about... 15 or 16. Yeah, I think 15. So, yeah, you know, a long time ago, back to the Victorian schoolboys uh, days when you you won the Victorian schoolboys uh, championship uh, back, I think, in 1992, didn't you? Yeah, I reckon that's right. I think we started working around 1990 and uh, I was lucky enough to win a couple of club championships and I won I won that event at school and then um, a few years later I won uh, another state title in Victoria which was where all the club champions played together and I was lucky enough to win that as well. Well, it's not luck, mate. It was by design, okay? <laughs> but no, you, you, were, you had a lot of talent but you also had the application and uh, you've turned from the tournament uh, playing idea to the, the coaching of golf. And can you just tell us... Uh, you? Golf Australia, you 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 are doing some some pretty big work or special work for them, uh, and you have, I mean, it's quite unique uh, how much you're doing for Golf Australia. Can you t- what do you what do you what's your title and give us a little bit of background as to what work you do for the Australian uh, national t- amateur teams? So my my title with Golf Australia is Director of Technology, and then I have a, a second function which is as a uh, as on staff for the high performance program. So I, I look after the areas of green reading and, and around performance, but I also are heavily involved in doing data analytics for not just the Australian squad, but but every single state program in the country. So I work hand in hand with the national coaches in each state, uh, often the home coach and the other service providers, you know, for example, physiotherapists or strength and conditioning or mental to to give feedback on the health of someone's game and, and how they're developing and what's working and, more importantly, potentially where, for the least amount of work, what, what they can do to get their score down. Mate, look, we're going to, it looks like this is going to be a bit of an interesting journey today in this podcast because I, I, want, to, I want to go back because to arrive where, at that, uh, in that situation where you've got, to, you've got to have that sort of knowledge to be able to impart uh, to, to – to, amateur golfers and pros and and basically help, uh, work alongside of other you know high level coaches you have to be on your toes yeah Let, let's just get out how did you get into golf Let, let's get let's get a little bit of history on Stuart Leon so I was I was 10 years old uh, from memory I was in grade three and we were in a my family and I drove up to visit my grandfather who'd recently relocated from Victoria to the Sunshine Coast up in Queensland and and we just started hitting some golf balls on a, an abandoned Land District, which is now a, a very big airport, and my grandfather had played before, and, and my dad and I had not played, so we just hit these balls up and down the range. And at the end of the trip, we went and played nine holes together at the Mount Coulomb Golf Club, there, the public one. And, and I can distinctly remember on the very last hole, it was a three iron, and I hit the thing right in the middle. And you know that, that feeling? I, it's like the first time right, I felt it. You, you were gone. That was it. Gone. I was done. Yeah, um, you were done. My dad and I then came back and 
and played golf every single Saturday and Sunday from the time I was 10. And this, this would only stop when I started competing. And instead of dad playing alongside me, he'd come and, and caddy and support me and we'd, we'd talk about it. And, you know, now as a, as a parent myself, I, I look back at how, how lucky how lucky you were uh, at yeah. the time i just had no idea it was just golf and dad and you know it was pretty self-absorbed but now it's like such a special time and and uh, i'm really looking forward to in the next next few years to playing more with my boys and also getting out with dad and the boys together it's going to be a really special time yeah and on top of that uh, you you work a lot with junior golf which we'll talk about uh, with the special programs at uh, the maribyrnong special college there uh, a high school that's turned into a sports phenomenal uh, educational place but from from your early days playing and, and you lived in the Waverley area, I remember, yeah, good. you came to have some lessons with me. I don't know how come you did that. I, I haven't how, – what, how, how'd that happen? Like, just yeah, from my it's, it's funny interest. you ask that because the gentleman oh, – I was a junior at the time, a guy called Darren Mead, who's uh, one of my peers a few years older than me, went and, and had a lesson and he was telling me about it. It's like, you've got to go see this guy. He's a guru. So, you know, I went and then every week – Every two weeks, where my mum or my dad would come in and we'd hit balls and talk. And I remember you coming to birthday parties and stuff like that. And but Darren Mead called me for the first time in 15 years, literally uh, three days ago. It's so bizarre. Isn't it amazing? Yeah, I believe it's a vibrational world, and, and things happen when they happen because you're on a you're on the right wavelengths. Okay, yeah. So magic. But so basically, you you started. You, you we we worked together for quite a bit, and then uh, you had some success, uh, a lot of success actually in junior uh, in your junior stuff. Uh, when you were an amateur, we that was at the early stages when we were developing what was natural golf uh, that got the cover of Golf Digest in America and worldwide uh, shortly after that. But you were right there at the beginning of that development. I remember, and my partner Jeff Johnson, he took a special uh, you know interest in you. He thought. You know, you, you had potential. So there you are, see? <laughs> and here we are today. So, yeah, here we are today. So we went off around the world with uh, natural golf and then you decided to uh, become a golf pro. What, what, How did you do that? So one of the things that I think I was really lucky with is that my parents let me pursue my dreams despite probably their, their better instincts. You know, I, what I didn't understand at the time with the group I was playing with at Waverley Golf Club, I was the youngest in a in a group, and they'd all finished their high school or, in many cases, finished university and were taking these gap years to play golf. So I was quite stubborn, and that's what I was going to do. So I did it. Um, but moving along, part of the agreement was that I would go back to night school and I'd finish off my high school, which I did. And as this was going on, I started working at a new public golf course just near home, which was called Kingston Links when it opened up. And I thought, well, if I'm going to be doing the work, and I had a real interest in becoming a golf professional. And I'd seen enough good players go before me that if if the playing didn't get them to where they wanted to, they they often were thrown out of golf altogether. And that, that, that wasn't something, it just wasn't an option. I always wanted to be involved in golf. So I started asking around and I was, I was able to secure a, a traineeship at one of the really exclusive sandbelt clubs here in Melbourne called Metropolitan Golf Club. So... Fantastic. I, I took that with, with both hands and it was one of the best things that I ever did. Yes. Now, Metropolitan is a very special place and I think at that time Mike Fitchett was very much involved with junior golf exactly there right. too, wasn't exactly he? Exactly right. Yeah. And, you know, and there's a really strong P 
pedigree of, of coaching at that club as well with the likes of, of Brian Twyde. And, you know, with interest today, I listened to a few of your podcasts and the one with Alex Mercer I thought was brilliant. And I think, you know, Brian is is of a of a similar mould and, and he also took a a liking and interest in, in developing me as a player and as a coach. And, and I had a fantastic boss that allowed me to pursue my interest in coaching. And, and it was a great opportunity for me to go from being that, that boy in the shop to someone that could help out you know, some, let's face it, some, some very successful people. And uh, not only could I go onto the golf course and play with them, but I could help them with equipment. And, and I soon realized that that was a far more interesting way to spend my days and far more productive than, than just serving people behind the counter. And I, I really enjoyed what I learned about myself and what I learned about golf, but just interacting with the people. Yeah, no, it's a, it, you, you, you were into the, into the coaching side. So uh, when you got through your apprenticeship there, you, you played the tour for a little bit? Yeah, so I finished in, in 2000 and on and off for four years in, in between going back and being assistant pro at Metro, I, I tried my hand around Australia and uh, in, in Asia and I played a little bit in, in Europe on some of the secondary tours there and, and had some, some good results and, I, and I, you know, I got close but I wasn't quite – I wasn't ready in many respects and my, my mental makeup and the analytical nature of the way I viewed the game, you know, I never did a good job of leaving golf at the golf course and I'd always be sort of yeah. festering on different things I did wrong or thinking about how I could have – Executed this shot or that shot, yeah, you know how it is. Yeah, you wish you wish you'd known then what you know now. Oh, absolutely, and and we'll probably talk about it later. But what I've learned from one of the companies we've created, Shasta Hole, and you know, just the areas I invested so much time in, I was quite good at. But there were some other areas that I neglected that might have made quite a difference to my ability to change my score. Exactly. So, t- talking about that, moving on from uh, your playing your playing side, you. Uh, you then went to work for the PGA in the area of education, didn't you? Yeah, well, when I finished playing, I mean, I finished for two reasons. Primarily, I had an injury which stopped me from playing for uh, an extended point, and and I was, you know, frankly, I was flat broke, so I needed a job. And the PGA of Australia was going to move to a new golf course at the time called Sandhurst, and I thought, well, if I can become the teaching pro there, there might be some opportunities for some really interesting work down the track with the PJ. And as it panned out, that that's exactly what did happen. And I became the director of the PJ Learning Center, which was a, a technology-based space designed specifically for PJ members and their, their clients to come and use. And then I became director of coaching programs for the PJ and, and got to create long-term education modules for well, the China Golf Association, and and also for uh, for various programs locally. Yeah, no, you had a great. It was a great learning experience. You got you got that's where you got the high tech uh, education, didn't you? On 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 the latest and greatest in uh, in in uh, teaching aids, basically electronics, especially. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I mean, like you, because I can remember my first lessons with you, and you'd have the the big Hitachi video cameras. And the yeah. entire – it wasn't that you would analyze the swing. That would happen. But the entire lesson was recorded. And I still have these tapes. And I actually looked at one about a year ago. I've got to find them. It was fascinating. And then I can remember from you, you would have the whiteboard markers out and we'd be drawing on the, the television screen. And then the next week you'd come and there'd be a, a bit of wire in front of the, the camera, which would show the you know, whether I was staying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, those days, yeah, early days of uh, developing like what V1 has today. Yeah, 
but so as a student, my first experiences with golf lessons had had this technology element, and and as a learner, I found that experience made it easier for me to understand what I had to do, and accordingly, I was always interested in that side of things. How do I make the learning the learning experience easier? How do I explain something that's very complex in a, a simple way, visually or with feel? And so I was drawn to those things, and it became quite a logical fit when the learning center was becoming uh, reality that that I was involved in picking the technology and setting it up and then and training people how to use it. You had the Sam Putt Lab. I remember coming in there early days. You had the Sam Putt Lab. Yeah. Uh, and you had you were you were using uh, I think one of the uh, technology. I think it might have been Dartfish and 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 those things. It was uh, early days. So. A lot of things have happened since then, oh, but it's fantastic. Yeah, we, we had a uh, we had a balance lab in there. We had roof cameras. We, yeah. we had a gym next door, so integrating exercise. Yeah, it was just it was a really fun time. Yeah, no, it's it's developed quite well since then, that's for sure. And but uh, you you took a leap from the PGA uh, and you've moved out into into become a, an independent uh, specialist. Yes. And the Australian Golf Australia and. Uh, just give us a little bit of uh, insight into what what do you do for the uh, the national teams and the state teams? What what area can you help a golfer? Because I think a lot of our golfers that are listening here can be amateur golfers, just you know different handicap levels, but they they'd love to get a few tips on you know how can they get a what's the best way for them to lower their scores? And I think you've you you've worked in this area, so please insights. I have. Um... I have several strings to that bow, but the main reason I got involved is with a, a client at the time, we developed a software program called Shots to Hole, which was this, loosely it's a stats program, but it's, it's more a predictive thing. So it's not, you know, I've hit this many fairways or this many greens. We, we took a different approach to say that if we were to improve your ratio of hole putts in different distance categories or your dispersion, meaning how close you hit the ball to the hole, if we were to manipulate that we created an algorithm and a model that would show us what would happen to your score. And that that's kind of how it started. And as we have grown, and we've got, I think, over nearly 11 million shots in a database now from players all over the world, we're then able to bring up all of these real-world, meaning from the golf course, examples or, or benchmark figures to compare a golfer to. So I might be looking at uh, one of the Australian squad players and – we can quickly see how they're going against the squad or how they're going against their their objectives. And we can give them feedback like from 10 to 20 metres when you miss the green. If you can improve your dispersion by seven inches, you're going to save half a shot. Or if you're a, a higher golfer, higher handicap golfer, uh, like a, a 100 golfer, if we get you to hit it just a little bit closer inside 40 metres, we might be able to save you six or seven shots. So we get some very specific targets that, allow us to set practice programs but but more that's this is where we're trying to grow the game is to make the game more successful for the for the weekend warrior uh that goes out and would and, and just has a good day if they break a uh, break 100 or break 90 or yeah let me let me give you this example so from from 20 to 40 meters if someone that shoots uh, say 100 to 110 if they can just get the ball on average to 15 feet, so it's a 30-foot big circle, they're going to save four shots a round compared to what they normally do. 
That's from 20 to 40 metres. Yeah, if, that, to if, if they can just get the ball four and a half metres away or five yards, depending on your language, if they can just get that to within uh, a 15-foot radius, they're going to save over four shots. So then we just set about, uh, regardless of the skill level, then we just set about improving that. Now, that could be around okay. technical development or just intuitive practice games. Let's take that another step further because that's four shots off there. Say they're shooting... So they're shooting 105, yep. okay, on average. And now, now you've, you've got them down to 101. Okay, what other area of the game, if they're just 20 to 40 yards uh, off, off from, the, from the pin uh, inside, like from the flagstick, is that what you're talking about, or from the hole? Yeah, from the hole. Near to the green, okay. 20 to 40 yards from the hole. So for that level of golfer, there, there appears to be three key distances or distance ranges that are, are hypercritical to their developer score. Now, one of them I think is almost out of reach for them, which is long approach shots from 200 to 250 metres. So they can get better at those shots, but they don't have the distance to be able to reach the green. So what we need to do is to break it into two different distance categories. So one's a longer shot, say 140, 160 metres. So they can become really proficient at, at that kind of shot. To, and we can open up and say basically anything from 120 to 180 is there. They're not really going for the green, but it's a high-frequency shot, which they use a lot to move the ball and advance it from so T to – If they can hit it in the fairway, if they, if they can keep control and not lose the ball. Yeah, just, gonna, just keep – How many shots so, How many shots are they going to – So that, that alone there will save them two shots. But then it gets us into the next category, which is this – Loosely, it's inside 60, but it's kind of that 10 to 60-meter range. And collectively, becoming more proficient in that area with just little gains. Now we're talking uh, in the order of four and a half shots, five shots. So you, so they're, un- they're breaking 100. Easily. Yeah, okay. So- and we don't even talk then about you know, if they were to become more efficient in their swing and pick up some distance, there'll be a further gain there. We haven't even discussed putting. Or the the longer short game approach shots, say from sixty meters out to one twenty. Fantastic! Look, so you you've got a program called Shots to Shots Stuff. Shots to Hole. Shots to Hole, and uh, as a as a student of the game, how do we how do we get ourselves how do we get our hands on that uh, product? So it's a um, program. It's a web based subscription, and you can have it. Uh, purely as a student or some people have coaches that use it and they can be invited by their coach to use it. But if it's appropriate, I can, uh, for the notes in the podcast, I'll, I'll give you a code where anyone that's listening, if they wanted to try it out for free, they can just use the activation code I'll give you. And uh, at, at any time, if they would like to talk to me about their stats, I'm, I'm right into it and I'd be very happy to help. Well, look, what we'll do, and that's a good deal, you, you send me that activation code. We'll put it up in, in, in the podcast. And we'll also put it up on our website so that we can get more people that mightn't be into the podcast, but they see the opportunity. I'd love, I'd love the average golfer to be able to take four or five shots off their score. And uh, what, yeah. what we start seeing is you can do it in a very systematic way and, and then the resources that you have at your disposal, which are sometimes money, definitely time, and the coaches in your area, you can start directing the resources to, yeah, in a structured way, to get some very digestible, easy targets. You know, if I can hit the ball from 10 to 20 metres, if I can get that to 15 feet and from 40 to 60 metres, if I can just get that to inside 35 feet on average, I'm going to save a shot. And all of a sudden, you just put these skills in place and 
your score changes very rapidly. Now, now guess what? I have, a, I have a vested interest here. We have a program, thanks to a fellow called Sasha Novak, called The Laws of Accuracy. And uh, I've been fortunate enough through uh, another gentleman to actually uh, get and I've been involved with this program for, for blimey, nearly 10 years now. And I've just seen miracles happen when people practice the right way. If they go about the right sort of practicing, their high handicap, their, their skill level can come right up, right down, right up and their, their score come right down. You know, you've really struck on something that is extremely interesting to me as a, as a lover of golf and as a golf coach that works at a driving range, you know, albeit two days a week. I often find myself somewhat conflicted you know, at the driving range and that environment. Typically, the type of improvement that people are drawn to and the coach is drawn to is a is purely a technical development. But yeah, full swing, full swing, full, yeah, yeah, generally full swing yeah. as well. But you know, we know that if you are a semi decent golfer, we're talking the short game. Seventy five percent of your shots are going to be played inside of forty meters. We know that for putting, which represents for most people at least 35 to 40% of the game, we know that of that quota, we know that 85% of putts are played inside 25 feet. We know that 75% of putts are played within 15 feet and 50% of putts are played within five feet. Why are we not actively seeking out experiences and creating environments that allows people to, either with the assistance of a coach directly or implicitly by creating these games to create learning outcomes, Surely that is a, a more viable way to learn and acquire skills of the game as opposed to perfecting a technique off a mat to no real target, which which isn't the game. Look, that's that's the first thing. I know you're at Albert Park Driving Range, and uh, I know that you've got some very good uh, administration there now. Okay, you've always had quite good administration. So uh, I, I would uh, love to see uh, Albert Park take the lead and, and set up a proper target series of so people could actually learn to hit to targets uh, that are more appropriate on the driving range. Oh, I, I think it's a perfect opportunity to shape and create this culture of, of improvement. And, and if people want to come and just have a bash, well, they can. And, you know, to their credit, just this week with the, the election campaign going on here in Australia at the moment, rightly or wrongly, they put out a few pictures of various politicians right at the 40 metre mark and the uh, excitement when <laughs> when a golf ball might collect one of the uh, politicians square, you know, fair and square on the face is it's quite it's fun to watch and you know, as a golf coach and someone that wants to see the game grow seeing something like that create passion in people and enjoyment in golf isn't that's what it's all about and if we can create the right environment where people can explore and go on their own journey well done that's what we should be doing okay well look uh, we'll I'll get together with you and I'll, I'll be more than pleased to come and show you the, the target distances and, and how to set it up for, for the laws of accuracy so you, you can actually get your, your students there, uh, you know, training in that short game area inside 100 yards. Yeah, and, well, and I've got 10 million shots in the database that I can share with you that we can split by any score, male or female, to make some Fantastic. progressions with. So if you're up for that, I'm up for that. That sounds like fun. Well, look, no, let, let's get on to the, to the main the main event with the reason why I'm why I've I contacted you. That's just the, the icing on the cake. But this is the main event, and that is uh, green reading. You got Lydia Ko, you got Adam Scott. Uh, Adam Scott, yeah. Though, I'm sorry, Jason Day, he's still on the top of my list. Well, he's, he's, he's going quite he, nicely, he, isn't he? He's learnt from a, a, a more of the school of hard knocks uh, about putting. But Adam Scott, who was not a good putter, has now become a very good putter and. Of course, Lydia Coe, uh, uh, Stacey Lewis, 
the, you know, the list is endless of these the people that are now using. We call it, you. It's a name a product called Aimpoint Express. Yes. Now I attended a three Aimpoint before the Aim the original Aimpoint program, and it was very very good. But it it just was a little more complex. I could say not complicated, complex. Uh, this Aimpoint Express just seems so fantastically simple. Even I can use it. <laughs> Even I can use it, Peter. More more importantly. So, so what, what, what I'd like to do with you is to, if we, at this stage for our, our listeners, is to really just give us some insights into what you do uh, or what Aimpoint Express does for, for, for the golfer on the greens. So you might have seen some of the golfers that, that Peter mentioned just before, but often before a putt you'll see a, a few people holding up their hand and having a certain number of fingers up. What they've done prior to this is they, they've read the green in a different way. So we, we're tending not to use our eyes for a number of reasons, but you know, typically our eyes can get tricked and we'll see slopes that don't. You know, we've all hit a putt and we've gone, you know, that, that, just putt, that putt just broke uphill. But you know, if you think about it, a putt can't really break uphill, but the way we've perceived the slope is, is inaccurate. So we, we work on feeling the slope in, a, in various ways and then assigning a value to that. And, and then based on... On what we've done, we've been able to, well, Mark Sweeney, who created it primarily, and then a bunch of, of coaches all around around the world, including me, have contributed to what Aimpoint Express has become. And instead of having to look at five or six variables, we just use this, this one aspect. And what I love about it is it's really simple, but the aim is, is so visual and so easy to pick up on that for me as a, as a golfer, you know, I can let go of my technique. I don't have to think about it. It's just really obvious. I'm going to hit it here, and all I have to think about is line and you know, speed, just like I'm going to throw a ball to someone. It's um, yeah. it's fascinating. Yeah. Not the not the technique. Uh, if someone's got moving their body all over the place and uh, and they've got you know got wristy Christy and their their heads moving and they they you know if, and they haven't got a very good tempo. Well, all those those things uh, the, the mechanics are still valuable. Well, you, you need if, to have the skill to be able to hit it on your line and hit it on your speed. But, but very often people that do have that skill are distracted by probably the wrong thought process and, and, and over-focus over on their technique. So it's a good way of letting go. And the thing that really drew me to Aimpoint initially was I was intrigued how someone could come and teach me. And you know, I was being arrogant. You know, I was the head of education for the PJ of Australia. How can someone come and teach me about green reading and well so much have i learned in the time and you know, just understanding the break is really really predictable and you know traditionally it takes a long time to understand how a ball is going to break and there's all this information around uh, that, that makes yeah, it there's, hard there's the, there's, there's the long way but there's there's aim point express now. yeah just having a a system to follow and, and probably system isn't the right way of saying it you, you learn uh, and acquire a set of tools that you can apply to solve a problem. And and I, I like solving problems. And you know, then the the whole experience of going on the green is just this experience of solving a problem. And I, I use my tools and I apply them, and I get a result, yep. and then I can visualize it. And you know, if the putt doesn't go in, it usually goes pretty close. And I, I like watching that. Yeah. Now I just want to break it down for our listeners, uh, rather than have a little bit of a mystery here. I'd like to. There's, there's basically a couple of tools you need. Number one is you need to know how far the putt is. You know, it's no good saying it's it's a 10-foot or, or a 3-metre putt when it's actually 5. So 
they need they need to be able to uh, judge the distance. So you have a way to do that, don't you? Well, in Aimpoint Express, all we're really working on is one value. So the original Aimpoint where we used a chart, we had to do four things. What was the distance of the putt? Can I identify where the slope is going and therefore what what angle yeah. is my ball crossing the slope at and, and these sorts of things. With, with Aimpoint Express, all I'm doing is assigning a, a side slope value which I feel in my body so it's really intuitive. And from that, I'm just putting my fingers up and getting a read and away I go. So I don't even really need to know the distance. From the original Aimpoint Express read, one of the things that became obvious was that um, two areas outside of green reading would be really, really helpful for our students. And one of them was learning how to control the speed of the putt better or becoming better at aiming. So just this year, we've released a couple of new programs or initiatives that, that help with the skill of being able to hit the putt on the right line or being able to aim properly. Now, we don't, we don't touch stroke in those things, but we feel like if you can aim properly, you've probably got a good idea or ability to hit the ball online. If you know if you know where to hit it, well, that's going to be helpful. And if you can control the speed, that's also going to be very helpful. And it all comes together really nicely. That I tell you what, that uh, that really interests me because I'll be there. I'll be there tomorrow. No, I can't be there tomorrow. <laughs> and, uh, but as soon, as soon as as soon as we can get a time, I'm, I'm going to come up and have a lesson from you. Uh, I just want to get uh, my my brain wrapped around uh, uh, controlling the speed because I think uh, that's. That's a, a great skill and a great, uh, a great to have that sort of feel. But uh, basically, Aimpoint Express has really come along and, and makes makes when you learn Aimpoint Express, uh, it certainly makes putting a, a game and uh, not a shame, doesn't it? Well, one of the things that it's helped me a lot with is whether I'm on the putting green or you know putting by myself, giving a lesson to people and doing a demonstration or, or playing. I have a very constant, stable routine that, that I do. And all of a sudden, I, without even thinking or doing, you just you know, mentally you, you click in, you get to that, that really good state. And whether it's under pressure or no pressure, the process is the same. And I think having that kind of routine and, and consistency can only help to make you better. And, and I find the whole experience totally absorbing. You just get lost in the moment it's hard to describe but you know, you obviously you do the read but you sort of start visualizing what's going to happen and without knowing what's happened you look up and it's basically played out before you and usually the result's really good and it's not just okay when i'm putting but watching students hold putts it's mate, just so you've got me you've got me you've <laughs> got me mate. you've got you've got me no, no, no more I, I just want to know when i can have my, when are you available for a lesson for you peter anytime no, well, not any time. But what's uh, say uh, over the? I'll re, after we've done the podcast, I'll set up a time with you. But I used to be a great, a good putter, you know. And uh, but then I lost it. And uh, basically, just recently, I've, I've become a born again putter. Now, I good really enjoy it because of because of two things. One is the the Aimpoint Express. Well, a, a couple other things, but Aimpoint Express has come into the equation and made a huge difference. And another thing called the directed force putter, which is its target, it's aligned. The club face is balanced to the to the lie angle. It's lie angle balanced, so the, the putter face doesn't twist open or closed. So the actual implement, the implement actually is perfectly balanced. It doesn't matter what lie angle you swing it at, the club face will stay at right angles to the arc. And uh, that putter has made uh, made the, the stroke so much more consistent. So then, when you put aim express on top of that, it's beautiful. Few to get rid of that old zebra. It must be pretty impressive. 
Are you still remember the zebra? Okay. Yeah. No. Uh, this this is a new a new life a new lease of life for me in putting. But I'm, I'm I'll be at your doorstep as soon as possible for the Aimpoint Express lesson. I look forward to uh, so that. What you, by the way, what's your fee for a, a lesson? If someone wants to come and have a lesson in Aimpoint Express, what what will it cost me? What will it cost us as a student? If you do it in a group format, usually a class goes for two hours and it's two hundred and twenty dollars per person. And then if you'd like to do it one on one. Uh, at Albert Park, I'm um, $215 an hour for that. And uh, or 10% of the winnings? Can you do it for that? If, if guys play on for money on the weekend, if they're no. uh, if they're ranked high <laughs> enough, we're, everything's up for discussion. <laughs> right. No, fantastic, Stuart. I, I, we could talk for a lot, long, long time here, but really, you have become a, a, a master in coaching uh, with in the area where it comes to lowering the score. You know the the, the green reading, uh, the shots to hold, and you know to, to be employed or, or to, to win the, the respect of the uh, Golf Australia, and you coach the national team in that area. Yes, uh, and uh, I work a bit with New Zealand, and I do some green reading stuff with Japan, uh, a little bit with Argentina. You're not teaching the Kiwis too much, I hope. Uh, they're such a great <laughs> bunch of players. I love going over there. Uh, it's interesting when. Uh, Mr. Mercer was talking and he spoke really spon- really fondly of his trips over to New Zealand. I, I, I can fully appreciate uh, his experience. Yeah, my best friend and I travelled the tour was with, I travelled the tour with Simon Owen. So, you know, and New Zealand, I, I always had a, a great time in New Zealand. The people over there, the golf is really, it's, it's an extension of where we are here. Now, look, uh, is there anything that you'd like to share with the, our, our listeners if, if you were to give one or two tips, what would you tell them to work on uh, most uh, to lower their score and become a, a, a get a lower handicap in golf? I think, first of all, Peter, maybe thinking about what the game involves. So you know, if you're a new golfer, obviously you need to get competency and, and some sort of consistent strike. So you need to do the time just hitting shot after shot after shot, probably from a flat surface. But... I think once you've got some sort of consistent strike, maybe starting to work on the skill of adaption because we know on the golf course you're probably going to play a different club every shot and we know the ground's going to tilt and we know that the wind's going to tilt. So it's not necessarily about having a swing that repeats over and over and over, but, but trading the ability to adapt to the situation. So you can do this by changing maybe the aim aiming one on the practice way left or right. You can do it by changing the distance of the shot and and possibly even bringing in some form of consequence or or penalty. So I want the ball to go straight. If it misses a little bit to the left, I'm happy. But if it misses on the right-hand side, that's, that's where the hypothetical bunker is. So I'm going to practice these skills and this approach so my thinking and strategy from the practice fairway I can apply directly onto the golf course. So I think practicing in in that way as opposed to being purely focused on technique for every shot at the driving range is is my first bit of advice okay you made me think about peter thompson and peter peter thompson was always telling us you know go out in the golf course to have your lesson to, to learn the game learn learn on the golf course and of course what you're saying the adaption adapting to the the different lies and different slopes and uh uh, the, the wind and, and, and the different hazards on the course, uh, you can learn so much. The, the, the playing lesson hasn't been, and not enough of us use the playing lesson to help our students become better, do we? Well, I think 
I think you're exactly right. And and as I said earlier, like I have this conundrum. I'm at a driving range, but I also now live on a farm and I have access to a really beautiful country golf course up here at Trentham. And when I bring my clients up here and there's no one on the golf course but us and we get to sit and talk and explore, you know, I, I've learned so much from being a relatively new parent. Like my oldest boy is going to turn six in August. But watching how he and, and the other two boys just explore something. So my, my job is to set this environment. Well, they do it naturally and they just explore their interests and they test and they make mistakes and they learn. So I think having a playing lesson and you know, factoring something like decision-making or understanding what different bits of equipment do and when you should use one or the other, but not even that, like 85% of the time on the golf course isn't playing golf. It's walking between the ball and, and the hole. Who, who actually does things to make sure that they have strategies in place for that majority of time, that, that they're actually not getting in their own way and they can get rid of bad performance or they can stop thinking about what might happen in the future or they can maybe stop thinking about their swing or what's going wrong and just r- relax and enjoy the moment so that 10, 20, 30 seconds before the next shot, they can just switch back on. They can be in the ideal state to play the shot and go. And, and if you're not in the ideal state and you hit a bad shot, well, really, you don't have any right to complain about it. You weren't ready to play the shot. Fantastic. No, the, the, the mind the mind game and, and stuff, I've just, I've been working the last six years uh, with, uh, as a kind of a, a student of uh, Graham and Henry Bolton. Focus band. In the development of, in the development of focus band and that's been a great education for me and uh, I've, I've just released a book uh, on that experience and I know that it certainly hasn't hurt someone like Jason Day to, to, to use the the, the uh, mind training that comes along with uh, being able to read the brain waves. Yeah, I think uh, uh, one of the real benefits of technology and I'm, I'm extremely interested in, in the brainwave technology but but all technology in general if it's used the right way it measures things. So you, you can't fake it. It's This is what's happening. And then you can learn from that and you can start to feel the differences between ideal or not ideal. And it just makes the that last stage of learning the, where, where things become automatic. So you, you have to obviously understand the concept and then you've got to adapt. But that, that automation stage, it just simplifies it and makes it so fast compared to not doing it. But more importantly, it's a constant. So day after day after day, you can come back to something that measures you with no emotion and you can tune up or tune down and, and get to that ideal state. It's, that's why I love yeah. coaching with technology. Yeah, no. And uh, anyway, mate, uh, this is great. We could talk all night here, and we, we'll have you back again when we talk about some of these specific technologies. I'll, I'll share my experience with Focus Band with you. If you'll share me a little bit of experience, uh, we'll do a contra deal here maybe and, and uh, on, the, on the putting. I can see a day where every single student has a, a Focus Band on and, before we even start talking, it's like, okay, you need to be right here, ready to go, and I need to be there too, and then the magic will happen. Exactly. If the if the coach has to wear the focus band alongside the, the student, I can tell you, uh, and I've I've uh, experienced because in the development, I, it does it makes a huge difference because as a coach, you got to make sure you're in the right state of mind when you're giving the information out too. So, oh, all of the, but, it's uh, just fascinating yeah. and. Just how much we learn from our students, you know, it's two-way learning the whole the whole time. And Beautiful thing is, as you said, uh, by being able to put it on the instinctive level of uh, so you can play out, uh, basically play the game for the fun of it and play out of your mind without getting stuck uh, with too much mu- muscular tension or mental anxiety. 
But uh, you know, you, be, be underneath it all, there is a there is a technique uh, or technology like you have with uh, Aimpoint Express, the measurement of shots, so you can tell people like, hey, you need to work more on this part of your game if you're going to lower your handicap or you, you, you or play better golf. Uh, I think they all contribute very much to people having more fun playing the game. Oh, and that's we want people that are passionate about the game that are having their best scores or hitting shots that are really memorable and you know, enthusing others and bringing them on their journey and, and all of a sudden they get exposed to the game and have a lifetime of enjoyment as well. It's what it's all about. Well, Stuart, thanks very much for your time t- today on this podcast. It's fantastic to have you on. And where, if someone like uh, is really interested, which I'm sure they will be, how do they get in touch with you? What, what do they have? What's the easiest way to get you? Um, there's a number of ways. You can email me directly if you like. Uh, my email is my name, Stuart, at stuartleong.com. Um, if you went to Shots to Hole, you can find a contact us section. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, on Facebook. Um, so, yeah, just. Aimpoint Express? Uh, at Aimpoint, you can go to the aimpointgolf.com website, and uh, also there's a bit of information on my website, which is always so available. There's no, ex- there's no excuse. People can get to you. And you teach uh, in the country, but you also teach, uh, you, you teach the, the general public at Albert Park driving range right uh, right near the city yeah I'm, I'm here in melbourne typically i'm there on a tuesday and thursday night uh, when i'm in town I, I travel around to all the states uh, a couple of times a year doing aim point and, and working with the various state programs uh, and then i'm also lucky enough to do a bit of overseas travel i'm, I'm going to the states uh last couple of weeks of july and uh, i'm really looking forward to meeting some people over there too well, we might see you because I, I travel over there on the 16th of July through to the end of August. 16th is a so. Friday. I'm on the day before. I'm on the 15th and I, <laughs> I head back on the uh, the 30th. All right. Yeah, you've got to come back. Uh, you know, got too many. I'm, I'm going to go over there for a bit more learning experience plus uh, delivering some some uh, what we call the ultimate uh, golf workshop. But uh, I have to say, like, uh, I'm, I'm lucky enough to travel a little bit for what I do and get to meet amazing people. But... You know, the number of times we bump into each other in Orlando or or somewhere, yeah, uh, totally unscripted. It's 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 really quite freaky, and it's uh, you know, uh, your passion and uh, the the people that you you know and get to have amazing conversations with is it's a real credit to. I'm I'm I, I very much look forward to having a, a similar experience in the years to come as well. Well, you've got them now, but mate, look, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Uh, you know, you're, you're on you're on a great journey. You're doing great stuff, and uh, I, I recommend people to to look you up and uh, really get uh, you know get the benefit of, of what what you've learned and, and and your skills right now. So, again, thanks very much, Stuart, uh, for being with us, and uh, we'll see you on the leaderboard. Is that okay? I look forward to it. I'll be just one below you at the top. <laughs> no. Basically, uh, well, anyway, mate, we're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, there's still a, a lot of golf ahead of us. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. As I said, just watching my boys starting to hit things around and um, you know, having the farm here, I jump out most nights and just sort of hit balls around trees and just the real, yeah. the real no, fun I, of I it. It's just yeah, it's so much yeah. fun. I know that feeling because i got my son, Ben, who's uh, you know, getting on plus two now and he's on the way towards uh, a career in golf. So. Uh, you know, it's it's great. Uh, Family is very valuable. 
But, mate, thanks very much. You're, you're part of my family from years ago. Thank you, Peter, for reaching out. And uh, I've, I've enjoyed reconnecting and I've immensely enjoyed listening to a few of your podcasts. And I'll be in the car a lot, so I'll be, I'll be catching up with everything you've done over the last 18 months and beyond. Okay, buddy. Well, thank you. And uh, thanks, listeners. Uh, enjoy the hit and uh, we'll see you, at the, see you at the next podcast. And please look up Stuart Leong at Albert Park. Uh, or through his email, Stuart, Leong, Stuart at stuartleong.com. Thanks, Stewie. Thanks, Peter. Cheers. We hope you enjoyed the show. For more information on this episode and to learn about the complete Croker Golf System, visit croakergolfsystem.com. Enjoy the hit. Enjoy the hit.